Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org. I'm Damien Rodriguez. And I'm Kelly Rodriguez. And, and you say that we'll... like a talk show host all the time. <laughs> and we're, we're here to talk to you about having a neurotypical and autism spectrum disorder relationship and to, to, to discuss um, some of the, the things that we have learned over trial and error about having a healthy relationship. Um, some of these things are like setting realistic expectations um, being learning to empathize with your with your with your partner in this course we just wanted to talk about just conversationally a few things um, that we found to be really helpful and things that just kind of ended up being law a little bit when it comes to dealing with two very different people things like compromise um, being empathetic with your partner and understanding that you're never going to think the same way and that's okay and then also going over things like what love actually is and it doesn't always have to look the same or that you should maybe be managing your expectations. Um, that's a, I think that's a huge one that we really want to discuss in, in this topic. And you'll see that throughout the entire portion is that, you know, you have to own those expectations and what, what love should look like in your marriage. Um, love for me is somebody who respects me and lifts me up and somebody who makes me feel like I can be better every single day. And um, I know that love for every relationship is just so different. Um, but for me, that was somebody who was a solid partner, somebody that I could always depend on, and somebody who's not, you know, easy on the eyes. <laughs> but really, for the most part, like a lot of our goals could be in sync, and they could support me through thick and thin while we, you know, did crazy life together. Um, we have very, very different love languages. Um, love is very is an abstract concept, which which involves emotions, things that I don't really understand too Qu well. Not quantifiable. Yeah, that are not measurable. really measurable, um, which is my world. Um, and so we handle it very, very differently. For instance, she's she's a woman. She likes to be told that she's pretty, that I'm thinking about her, and these are things that are not in any way natural to me. Um, so we actually have to devise like systems for me to provide her what she needs. For instance, I have um, email reminders that I have to do something nice for her every Monday at 9 a.m. It's usually like, simply like a text message. Hey, comma, love you, period. Yes, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's that weekly reminder that she needs to know verbally or she needs some formal validation that I, I still love her. Um, but that was hard to even get to that point because people, point. you know, we'll get people on the spectrum who will come or with children on the spectrum and they're very interested in how they make that work because our situation is not that uncommon for people who are in a neurotypical um, on the spectrum relationship. And I don't think that people understand like a lot of the things that we did to cope took years of figuring out like and me being okay enough to because it is 
I don't know if you would call it demeaning, but there's definitely a part of me, it's like, it was so common sense, I felt like he was doing it on purpose. Like, why would you withhold something so easy? And it felt like it was on purpose, and he felt like it, he had said it once, and he didn't need to say it again. So we were so different that we had to devise something where I didn't have to say it as often, I didn't have to verbally prompt, and he had to be kind of, um, have enough humility to say it over yes. and over again. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there was a lot of give there and is. take with figuring that out. As much as I love my that wife. That email <laughs> reminder was a lot of work. Yes. As much <laughs> as I love my wife, Monday morning at 9 a.m. is kind of like swallowing my pride. It's, it's uncomfortable for me. Just saying those words or doing something to validate how I feel about her is, is extremely uncomfortable and no, I, ha I have forgotten. I have purposely forgotten it at, at times, um, but it's something we have to have that structure um, for, for her to get what she needs. Um, my love language is much different. It's like service. Um, when, she, when she validates me, when she says nice things to me, it almost like it doesn't even compute. It just goes in one ear right, the, uh, right out through the other one. Um, so. What, how she how she shows her love is by 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 doing service by cleaning the house, um, just getting things done. Um, being a responsible adult is his love language. What was important for me is realizing that there's this, you know there's a silly idea of what love is, and those things don't last. You know those fires start to to fade a little bit, but respect is something that you can't have without transparency without that honest communication of one day saying, man, I, I don't like being around you today. I simply don't. And the other person not being offended and saying, all right, go do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized really fast that if I wasn't completely upfront and honest and threw it all out there that you know it, things just wouldn't work. Um, we communicate so differently that we have to be very literal, literal and communicate absolute over communicate, um, or nothing ever gets done. Um, just today that happened. Yes. Just today because he has a very different idea of like. So this is a good example of transparency. I go through. I think every woman goes through phones faster than men. I don't know what the deal is, but I I didn't do anything to my phone. But it's just on the fritz. It. It's driving me crazy and he hates to spend money number one number two he thinks technology is overrated and so he's so annoyed he's like why do i have to replace this every two years and i needed a new phone mine is just bugging out like crazy and so i just sent him a message just saying i really need a new phone it would mean so much to me for you to just go with it don't say anything back don't reprimand me don't say this is just what i want and i just want to feel respected by you just saying okay like because i just need one and then how did you respond uh, with the receipt for the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, what the nice thing was, is he got me the phone and he even got a case that I really like. You're getting much better at this. But even a case and everything was really nice. So number one, he didn't fight back at all because it wasn't a deal breaker thing. If it was a deal breaker thing, we would, should absolutely have a conversation about it, but it wasn't. And then he went a step above by, you know, getting me a phone case that I would like. And then, um, and then he, afterwards he did address, he's like, could we maybe talk about a way about your phones lasting longer? <laughs> so, I mean, he still said something that was important to him and I'm, I'm open and to understanding that, but.
Um, and along, along those same regards, um, one typical characteristic of people with, with Asperger's syndrome um, is they are very blunt. There's no white lies. Um, this is some, if she, if I don't like a particular outfit um, she's wearing, she, she'll know about it. Or if she does something that I don't like, she will absolutely know about it. Um, and it's really, it's really important for me to, to express that, not to like keep it inside. But it's all, it's very, very important that she's very strong and can understand that I'm saying those things because I love her and not to hurt, I'm not purposely trying to hurt her feelings. Um, and I wear that crap anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so, I look fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, if she asks me if um, those jeans look nice, I will tell her exactly how I feel about it. I call my Aspie superhero because there's so many positives that people aren't delving into. There are absolutely negative things like the transparency. And I think some people are like, oh, like women I talk to seem to think about the negatives and they'll be like, oh my gosh, my feelings would be hurt all the time. And then you kind of have to shift from, well, number one, that's a choice. You don't have to be offended if you don't want to be. But the cool thing is, is I know everything. I know who he is. There is no gray area. There is no chance that he would ever stray from our marriage. I, I'm not worried about that in the least. Just because he's so transparent about everything, he can come to me with anything he's upset about. I, I don't know. It just seems- I, I, I think the comment that I have used in regards to that question was it, it would be too much work. Very romantic. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, having one relationship is almost overwhelming for me at, at, at a, lot of a lot of times. Um, so attempting another one on this and hiding something would be absolutely impossible. Um, with transparency, there's, there's definitely some cons again, like she often, I will say some things that probably shouldn't be said because you know, one of the, one of the things about successful marriages is you kind of got to know when to pick a fight. Well, I pick all the fights because if something is bothering me, she, she absolutely will know even most of them are absolutely ridiculous. Like someone left a light on or... Uh, yes. Um, so there are, it, it definitely makes um, normal relationships a lot more difficult um, because everything that pops in my head comes out of my mouth. Um, yeah, and it ends up turning into being very nitpicky and like just nagging about everything because for him everything is, and I know everybody's different, but for him everything has a place, everything has a time, a schedule, and I'm kind of the antithesis of that mindset when I'm home. <laughs> I'm organized at work and then when I get home I just wanna la 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 la. And so it, it comes to be, it can be a little grueling and at first like that was something we really had to get over because since it's so difficult for him to say kind things like that transparency is very difficult whereas the negative transparency is always on the tip of his tongue and that may not always be what he's thinking i mean he's but it took a really long time for me to understand he wasn't constantly thinking about the things that he was like the little nitpicky things he's he's oftentimes just very happy with our relationship but he would he'd mention all the little tiny things so he's really had to learn how to rein in and maybe just make a face, I've noticed. So he won't say anything, but he'll turn around and be like, <laughs> all, all the normal um, issues in a relationship, 
um, are present in a neurotypical um, autism spectrum relationship, but there are all, there are definitely some things that require um, more time and more uh, more effort. Um, again, communication is very very important. Um, most people can can understand body language or um, different nonverbal cues, and to me, it has to be brutally, literally, ver verbally exactly verbally what they want. Verbally communicated. Um, we found that a lot of our, we very rarely actually disagree, but it's in how we communicate to each other. What we mean is, is where the problems exist. And so we often find each other like repeating the same thing over and over again, trying to find a different way to say it, um, to, to get our point across because how, how differently we communicate. I think everything is just kind of, it's the same issues in every marriage. What I've noticed in talking to other people is it's almost like caricaturized because it's like overdone. So like if you, if marriage, communication in marriage is important in a neurotypical Aspie relationship, it's way bigger. Um, or like, um, I don't, I like compromise. Compromise isn't just little. Compromise has to be characterized as bigger. Does that make sense? Don't you think that's kind of how it is? Like it's the same principles. It's just a little, it just seems more extreme almost. Yeah. You uh, have to be all in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, compromise is an important part of any marriage um, and ours because I am so unbelievably rigid. Um, it becomes even a, a, a bigger, bigger issue. Um, everything in my life has a system. Everything has to be scheduled and structured and it makes it very difficult, especially, you know, when you have a family and we're dealing with kids and jobs and school and Disneyland. And, and, Disneyland. <laughs> and yes, it makes it, we have to constantly communicate because if she, something happens that I don't know about, for instance, yesterday, um, she had made an appointment um, to go to the butterfly biosphere in Thanksgiving point. And she had actually told me, but I didn't, I never saw, it was through a message and I had never, never saw it. And so it pretty much shook my world that, to know that within a, in a few hours we had to go somewhere. So my day had to change. My, my entire schedule had to change. Um, and so I had to kind of sit down and kind of hold it in and then kind of, you know, center myself before I was okay with that. Or otherwise I'd have to go in a corner and kind of freak out for a while. Um, so an example of how, how we've come with, come to these um, compromises, again, everything in my life has to be structured and there has to be a system. Everything has a system. Doing the laundry has a system. Um, what I eat has a system. What time I eat has a system. And so for her, for me to understand um, what she needs, we had to come up with a system. So she had to explain to me, she has to explain to me what she needs at what time and how she, how she needs it. Acceptable ways. Ex yeah, acceptable ways. So we literally will write down um, what she needs at a specific time. I need a, I need a date night in the next, in the next few weeks. I need, we've got with- It's not the next few weeks. It is, it needs to be on Friday. Yes. I have set up a babysitter. You have these options to choose from for a date. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is, like setting everybody up for success. <laughs> yeah, so, and we, I, we came to these things, it, there's no book to read, there's no, we didn't have any example. Um, 
it kind of, it came through trial and error. Um, we had just had to be very brutally honest about what we needed. I needed her to tell me exactly how she needed, what she needed, how she needed it, at what time, um, and for, for, and I can make that happen. It's some, some of these things are un, they're uncomfortable for me, but if she sets out exactly what her expectations are, um, then I, like, I have no excuse but to meet them. There are different, and there's different barriers, and this is, again, I think it's true with any relationship, but there are different barriers of pride that you have to break down and be pretty humble. Because for him, it was super hard for him to be like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, who's this egotistical woman that I married who I have to constantly pander to? But um, on the other side, um, I had to swallow my pride and say, I have to ask exactly what I want and be okay with, he's not gonna do it on his own and then be fine with it. Like there was a little bit of coming to terms with reality so that my reality was actually more pleasant than what I thought it could be. But you have to break down that, that um, pride barrier and say, oh, no, I need this, I need this exactly this way, I need it by this time, I've set you up, and then leave him available to make yeah. the decision. Like basically build the door, frame it, and put a door on it, unlock it, and then let him walk through. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound like I do all the work. I'm never gonna sweep but. her off her feet with some <laughs> romantic gesture. Um, don't say never. <laughs> you can try one. It days. will be a gesture that she has decided she needs <laughs> and will tell me that she needs it. Um, and that probably sounds horrible, um, but there are some, some benefits to, to someone who has that that sort of mindset, who but thinks that way. But again, just restructuring what you think romance can be is so different because he's incredibly romantic because he decides to do those things that are important to me. And I know how much he may hate them, but he's gonna do it anyway. And so like romance has changed from something that's kind of illogical and quite selfish to something that's a team effort that we're building together. And I think it makes it so much more strong that we're both doing it, we're both in it. It's not, he's sweeping me off my feet. It's, I'm allowing for, you know, we allow for both of us to be successful. We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum. Proving, proving love is, is it's, a, it's a very challenging thing for, for people on the autism spectrum because we don't really understand um, emotions like um, neurotypicals. Um, and so she had to really reframe, uh, reframe her expectations. Mm -hmm. um, so me proving love to her is doing exactly what she says. Um, and me proving love is is, you know, for me, um, her providing, pr providing service, providing the, you know, the things that I, that I need on a daily basis. It's not some giant um, creative romantic gesture. Um, yeah, for me, love was, that was a hard thing, especially since I had my first failed marriage. I kind of was like, well, I deserve to have a perfect second marriage. And what I was doing was putting that all on him. And I'm a, I think I'm a naturally um, independent and strong person, but in my relationship, I felt quite vulnerable. And so 
us working together actually took back my individuality and my strength and made our marriage so much better. Like we were more in love the more, the more of a team and individually strong we were. And that was eye-opening for me the second that I realized that just being my best self was making a better relationship. As far as getting extra focus because I have a label, I, I think, and if I would be you know, totally honest, I think that that does happen a lot of the times. I think she has to do more of the compromising because, and I, I feel bad because I kind of, I, I, I can't use it as a crutch. I, I don't, I can't empathize with you or I don't understand um, why you need this. Um, so from, from that standpoint, I, I, I do believe that sometimes it, you know, it, I probably do get more attention. She may work harder or do more things um, in our marriage to make our marriage work than, than I do. Um, that's not unfair. <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily fair, but that's, that's, that's a marriage, that's a relationship, and sometimes those things happen. But I think it's interesting that you say that because I do. I mean, I work hard because the over-communication and things like that, uh, again, I'll tell other people, because they, they're kind of fascinated with our relationship anyway. And so they'll be like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. But the thing for me is with anything in life, there's always going to be a cost to benefit analysis that should take place, right? There should always be like, is the cost worth what I will reap? And to be quite honest, like, there are days he drives me crazy because yes, there is a, a pattern for laundry and a pattern for everything. But at the same time, like I get to take advantage of his Aspie superhero. So there are lots of things that I never have to worry about that are so important that doing the day-to-day -day stuff, yeah, maybe my day-to-day -day things are more what make the marriage work, I would say. Like day-to-day -day things, even though you obviously accommodate and compromise. But in the long run, we get a ton of our huge goals met simply because he is the way he is. An Aspie superhero is somebody who has these capabilities, these outrageous capabilities to hyper-focus in on different things that, in my case, it, it's everything that's important to me that he can hyper-focus in on, and then we can succeed way faster <laughs> than if I did it myself. Finances, but again, that comes with that comes with its own cost, but we, I mean, he's, he's very driven to be um, financially independent and have no debt. And even though it comes at huge sacrifices to the point of him literally unplugging every single outlet in the entire house because of vampire energy, is that what it's called? Vamp, we, we won't yeah. list all the things, but there are so many things, but at the same time, since he's, been able to live this way and we have a, a, a I say it's a good copacetic middle point and it's helping us reach goals that financially I didn't think I'd ever be able to achieve because of his superpower to be able to hyper focus in on that goal. <laughs> People on the autism spectacle tend to have an ability to hone in and have complete um, focus on one specific thing. Um, when we were dating, a lot of that energy, a lot of my resources were, were dedicated to her. <laughs> um, and that, that's one thing that's been a, 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 that was kind of a rude awakening. A rude awakening is because once we were married, I was no longer hyper-focused on her. I was, it was, you know, career and other things. We, I was 
we had the marriage and so she was no longer my my obsession um yes <laughs> so bad. yeah he's still obsessed with me because <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't he wouldn't be here <laughs> yeah so i mean being an aspie superhero is we are able to to focus intensely on things i can sit in front of a computer and write um, scientific research for hours. I can stay up all night and study obscure scientific topics and understand things that other people, I mean, they have to get up and they can't focus and they have to maybe stop and listen to music. And I can, I can spend 20 hours researching something. Um, and it's, it's, it's nothing to me. It's just kind of how, how my brain works. Um, and so that, that comes with some benefits. It's made me Education was very easy to me. Um, working, I've always been a good employee. I get an amazing amount of stuff done. Um, I become very, we, despite our insane schedules, we keep a very organized household. Our house, we kind of have the reputation around the neighborhood for having an immaculate house at all times, even though she, we both work full time. We have two kids, she's in school full time. Um, so yeah, just, that ability to focus and have systems for everything has definitely has its benefits, although it can be um, a bit of a headache from oh, day to day. Cost of benefit analysis. <laughs> sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it isn't. <laughs> I, I, f I feel really loved on a, day, on a daily basis when she, she, it's to the point she knows me well enough where I don't have to ask her to show me love and my leveling when she gets things done. <laughs> She's we're very very different people she's in 10 different directions at, at any time and i kind of have to rein her in and i'm very focused and i, I my schedule is planned all the time but it, she she has she's able to do things she's kind of bought into my structure um quite a bit and so that that makes me feel like she cares i know i can realize how difficult it was for her to kind of rein it in and focus and so that makes me feel loved on a daily basis. Yeah, I actually think I feel, I mean, like every marriage we feel irritated with one another, but I feel loved mostly every day because <clears throat> my view changed of what love needed to look like. So, um, and I changed what I was doing because I think a lot of times it's, it's that idea that love is a handout and you deserve it or it's, you just deserve it because you're alive and instead changing a mindset of well, what am I giving him and Then once I was able to do that He was able to show me love every day by supporting our family By saying really nice things by letting me have my crazy free time after I give him his very structured time after work like we kind of unconsciously came to a like an arrangement where you know, I give him what he needs, like he needs quiet time and time to get things in order when he gets home. And then after he's done with that, then I get to go do whatever's fun. <laughs> but I feel love every day because he does all the things that are important to me without me having to beg or ask, or he just seems happy to give me what I want. No begging, but she has to ask for sure. <laughs> I do have to ask, but I don't have to beg. <laughs> Very literally. I think it hit really hard because everybody, again, we have hard times in marriages and statistically, the hardest part of a marriage in a second marriage is year three. And that was our hardest year of marriage for sure. Don't you think? 
Yeah, it was. Sure. No, that was our <laughs> hardest year of marriage. And I think that there was this one time we just had, I think we were fighting, I swear, almost every single week it felt like. It really was almost every single week. And it was the same thing over and over and over again. And I kept losing my temper because we're different people and he would just shut down. So I would, you know, raise my temper and his temper shut down. And I felt less and less and less and less loved. And it wasn't until I, there was a, a book that I read and it was putting accountability for love on yourself. And I realized I had been putting all my eggs in his basket, not telling him that I was putting my eggs there and then expecting for him to do something crazy and magical <laughs> without knowing that they were even there. So I was like placing this burden on him over and over again. I know you weren't making it easy either, but you weren't and that's okay because we figured it out. But um, taking responsibility for myself made me realize that the fairy tale of love isn't what you, it's not what you get out of it. It's really how you feel about the other person. So I personally, and, and he was, you know, because I was getting upset, he was becoming hypercritical. And it was this awful back and forth. Like it just got worse and worse and worse. And it wasn't until I just decided that I would write down, you know, I think you know that I did this, but every single day, every time I thought of something negative, I would write three things down that I liked. And one day, if, if I was really mad at him, it may be the same thing three times, every time I thought about something. And I had just pages and pages and pages. <laughs> of things that I had to write down that were replacing negative thoughts until I realized I had created his poor habits. I mean, it's up to him to decide to change it and you can talk about that part, but I had created from my unreasonable expectations about what love was and what my role was a really unfair expectation for him. And I wasn't taking any responsibility for what my marriage should look like or how I should feel loved. Yeah, it's really, it's really important um, to set realistic expectations. Um, I feel that I am showing love when I do exactly what she, what she asks, what she tells me to do. Um, in most, most, most people, they want someone to go above and beyond to be like creative or do things without being told. That just doesn't happen naturally with me. I don't think of those things. I don't need them myself and therefore I don't think she needs them. And so I think she had to kind of restructure her expectations about what love meant. So love means that I do exactly what she tells me to do, what she wants, what she needs right then and there. Not that I'm gonna surprise her and sweep her off her feet. But you, you dealt with some, you, you made changes too though, it wasn't just me setting email reminders. That was rough. Dude. That was around year three and a half. <laughs> and it, it, it took some time. We had to, at first I said, okay, I'll do it once a month. And then I wasn't doing it once a month. And then we had to have some, you know, talks about accountability. Um, very loud talks. Very loud talks about accountability. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, Sometimes I'm not exactly creative in how, how and and how I go about them. It will just be like a text message, "I love you," or a message on social media. Um, and so, I think it shows more when I I kind of go outside of my box and do something a little bit different. Um, like one thing that I've done is I'll find a song that reminds me of her and I'll send her the song. Um, yes. I do it like that. <laughs> um, so it. it Realistic expectations about um, what what love is and what love means to you is is extremely important. It's extremely important in any marriage, but especially in 
Um, one where you're dealing with a human being that is very, very structured and very, very literal. Um, and so that's, that's been something that's very important to us and it, it, it came with a lot of trial and error. And well, did your expectation or perception of love change as we've been married? Um, for me, no, nothing ever changes. <laughs> you do compromise though. I, I, I compromise, but like, it's very, very black and white. So again, I do the things that I know she needs that she tells me to do, but, but mine, I don't think ever changed. It's, no, it's you, the same. you have too. your family members have even said you've been more empathetic since you've been with me. You've been more empathetic. You're more tender with other people. You're more charitable. They've said that all of those things have happened. So I think your view of love has changed maybe a little. So everything to me is black and white. And I have, I research everything I do. And so I don't understand when someone else doesn't do the same thing. There's no, there's no, this is better than, it's either like the best or nothing. And so for when it comes to food, something that's very important to me, um, if she, eats a single um, piece of candy or, you know, decides to have, she wants ice cream once every so often, it just seems completely irrational to me. It he just makes no sense. Oh, like, it, well, it, it used to make you more upset. Yes, because it just makes no sense. It's not good for you. How could you possibly do that? You don't do those things. Um, and so it's, 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 it's very difficult for, because I'm, I'm so structured and I simply don't understand how she's not the exact same way. And he doesn't necessarily think that about everybody. He no. thinks that about us, you know? We are now a part of his, of his responsibility. So like we are an extension of, you know, our choices are an extension of his choices. And so he cannot stand the thought of like, I want pizza tonight and he'll just, oh, oh, oh. kills me. <laughs> It just drives them and, bonkers. <laughs> and I've just learned that sometimes she, she knows that it's going to upset me, but I have to be, that I have to be okay with it. In my head, I'm not okay with it. Um, and I, she, she knows that, but it's, it's something that she kind of needs. If she has a long day at work and she, she wants to go get, go get ice cream, I just have to kind of suck it up. Um, again, in my head, it's, it's not okay. Um, but, there are so many other amazing things about her that that one piece of candy isn't going to overwhelm them and i have to i have to, to like work through it i have to work through that and i have to like cycle that in my head okay this is one piece of candy she has all these great things um like it, it sounds absolutely ridiculous and you wonder why someone would put up with that but you know a lot of times she'll have to verbally remind me i'm gonna have one piece of candy okay you need to say three nice three nice things about me um, because it kind of puts me in that frame of mind. Oh, yes, she is. She is amazing. And this one piece of candy doesn't make her a horrible person. But yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's those, it, I can't stop those thoughts from running through my head. You can't uh, stop them from running through your head and you've worked on them not spewing out of your mouth. I have. <laughs> I know that when I started, um, when we started our different relationship, it looks different and it and it's kind of feels harder and a little more isolated because everything that you experience seems like it's on steroids. Everything is this much harder. You know, everything is this much bigger. 
and it was hard to talk to somebody because they would talk about things and you're like, you only have to deal with this. You don't have to deal with this, right? And that was kind of my mindset in the beginning because it was, it was really difficult. Um, and then I went online and I was so discouraged because everything I saw was women screaming through the internet to run in the other direction. They're like, if you're married to somebody who's on the spectrum, run. Run for the hills. You will be nothing but miserable. They're nothing but selfish. Nothing ever changes. And it was really hard because, I mean, I was kind of face to face with my worst fear and that was everything I saw. Everything I saw about a neurotypical and Asperger's relationship. The first three years I was married was negative. And it wasn't until we had a really tough time and I had to take a look in the mirror and really decide what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go that I realized that I had put a lot of stress on him and not actually taken advantage of the things that made him incredible and different in, in a lot of ways that are so much more amazing than somebody, than these normal relationships. I didn't stop to think that I had my Aspie superhero in the corner the whole time. And instead of making it better for him to succeed, I was making it harder on both of us. So I want you to know that there's absolutely not just benefits, but there's power in having two people who are so different come together for a common good and a common goal. And it's hard work and it's a lot of self-reflection and it's absolutely accountability on your part that's not thinly veiled at all. It is up to you and it is up to them. But at the end of the day, there's nothing more amazing than having a relationship that I didn't know I could ever have that's more beautiful and more fulfilling and more loving than I ever thought I could have. Relationships are hard. They're, they're work. It's, it's never going to be, it's never going to be, be easy. And you just have to look yourself in the mirror and say, is this worth it? Worth it. I looked myself in the mirror and, you know, decided that, you know, having a family and having a, a life partner was, was the most important thing to me. And so all those things which were uncomfortable or difficult, um, I just had to do to get what I ultimately wanted. Um, so there absolutely is hope. You're capable of doing all these hard things. You're capable of doing un uncomfortable things. You're capable of getting outside that box and telling the woman you love that you actually do love them. It's, it's kind of a matter of how much do you want it. And we've, we've, had, to, we've had to make some really um, different um, compromises and come to some very um, creative answers to, to problems, but it's all been worth it. And we struggle every single day, um, but in, in the end, it's really worth it. If it's something that you want, then, you know, then do it. That's all you have to do is just kind of put in the work. Um, so yeah, there absolutely is hope if you want, if you want your, your relationship to work. Um, just, just put in the work. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.